now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno, an hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business, right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon, and good night is because we are here in Adelaide on Radio Italia Uno, and it's uh, two o'clock in the afternoon, and it goes on from two to three every Monday. And of course, we're podcasted around the world thanks to Podcast City and Ron, to people all around the world. We've, I know that we're in at least 40 countries at the moment because I'm getting emails and messages from people in different countries. And I keep a check on how many countries and where their emails come from. So thank you so much to everybody listening to this in your time zone. And of course, I, I just ask that um, you let us know. I've had a few questions this week. I've had a few emails and also a couple more Facebook messages. And I just want to say thank you very much because it's really great to know that what we're doing is well received, obviously, because that's why we do it. We do it to help people around the world. We help we're helping people here. We're helping people. And one of the questions I got, um, or one of the emails I got, sorry, there, there were several different questions in there, but one of the things that uh, was raised, a guy said to me, I didn't know that there was such a thing. And I said, what, you know, like, and he, he went on to read. He didn't realise that there was business coaches. He didn't realise that you could get a coach. He, you know, honestly, this is, what, this is what he said, you know. And, and you think about it. When I was young, when I was doing business, I never knew that there was such a thing as a business coach. I mean, I, I use my peers as mentors. I, I, I used to go up to them and say, hey, listen, how do you do this? Or what are you doing? And where do you get your business from? But I didn't know that I could get a coach to t teach me a business. And, and this guy I said that and I thought, yeah, well, you know, where do you learn this thing? Who, who tells you that there's a business coach? So it's really interesting. Now, that there's a guy here in Adelaide that um, rang me and said, oh, Peter, can you help me find a coach? And I said, great. I said, well, let's have a meeting, to, you know, have a coffee together. Let's work out what you want and what you're looking for, and then I can recommend somebody. Because I've got, like, you know, 10 or 20 uh, friends of mine who are coaches in, in different areas. And it's so important because in business, like you set up a business, 99% of the time businesses fail, they say, within the first five years. You know, so many businesses fail within the first five years. But 99% of the times, people that set up a business have no idea how to run a business. They've never had any experience in the past. So they set up their first business with very, very little experience and very, very little knowledge on how to run a business, what accountant they should have, what solicitors they should have, what financial planners they should have, how to get all that information or where to get that information. So that's what business is really all about. So if you're running a business and you haven't or you're thinking of starting a business and you haven't got the right accountant, you're not going to get very far. If you haven't spoken to the right solicitor or the right you know, person to help you, and the biggest problem I find that people have told me is about leasing. You know, how they, they get into a lease and they get a five-year lease with five-year renewal and their business fails in the first five years, but they've got another five years of paying for the lease, you know, and they're automatic. Some of them are automatic renewal. That means that you still have to pay for it even though you're not running a business. And people not only go bankrupt doing that, then they're in debt even further. So please, please look at it. Ask the right people. Ask people who are in business. If you're thinking of going into a business, make sure you check it out. Now, there's um, 
a lady that uh, sent me a thing from Kapunda, which is a country town a um, hundred odd k's away from Adelaide, and uh, it's in the northern north of uh, the city. And she's starting an antique shop there. So I'll have more information about that next week or next time, and then we'll talk about that as well. But there was people in Africa. Uh, there's a couple of countries in Africa that I personally had never heard of. You know, I, I sort of well, I haven't heard of for a long, long time. You know, sort of when I was stu- at school studying history and geography, and I could remember seeing the countries. But then all of a sudden, they, they've come up, and people have sent me emails saying thank you I'm from such and such a place and my town and when I looked up the town I realized where they were in in Africa so thank you to those guys now today our special guest here we're talking about what's happened in the world and happening in the world right now because of the war that's going on in Russia and with the Russians it's caused a worldwide shortage of petrol it's caused a, a whole thing because of the COVID and all the restrictions we've had um, inflation going up with uh, prices of goods services fruit vegetables most grocery items have gone up in price in most countries and some countries have totally run out of fuel and uh, some areas have no fuel for quite a while, and uh, it's quite devastating what's happening. Today, our special guest is a good friend of ours and good friend of mine is Hedley Harding. Welcome, Hedley. Thank you very much, Peter. Pleasure uh, to be here. Yep. Now, Henry Harding runs a company called Yes Finance. Now, Yes Finance has been helping people with mortgages and house loans, mortgage loans, business loans, all those sort of things. So tell us more about what you've been doing, Headley, and how long you've been doing it. And then we'll ask you some questions relating what's happening now and how just a small interest rate will affect so many people. Happy to explain that to you, Peter, and good afternoon, listeners. Over the last 18 years as a finance broker, Yes Finance Capital for Quite Limited, Trading as Yes Finance, for everybody to uh, understand that. We specialise in people who are in business and uh, our main priority is helping those people in business achieve their goals. In our role here, particularly myself, I'm at the coalface and that means that I speak directly to the people who want the money to help their business exceed or succeed, yep. either one or the other. Yep. But overall, the last... Two to three months, uh, particularly uh, the end of last year and this year, I've been getting a lot of interest from people in business who are actually struggling. Yes. COVID-19 over the last two years has really kicked them, pardon the expression, in the guts, yep. and they have had a guts full of it. <laughs> um, and they are really wanting to see how they can actually survive, really. So they come to me and they explain their situation what their circumstances are, Mm -hmm. and how I can help them. Uh, It's not always about refinancing everything. It's always about how can I buy something from a bank because the bank keeps saying no. So we specialise in helping those people because the lenders we use are all non-bank lenders, most Mm -hmm. of them. And they are the people that are basically taking over where the banks leave off their customers. And that's what I've been doing over the last six months more. Yeah, so there's a big, big shortage of finance, and people obviously need money to keep their businesses running, and so they they come to you for those sort of bridging loans or those continuation sort of loans. Yeah, yeah. Most people find that they're struggling to get funds from the bank. Mm-hmm. They ask me, "What can I do to raise cash? How can I keep my business going?" A lot of times we say to them, "Well, if you've got an investment property." 
we can actually use the equity in that property to raise cash for you, which is an actual cheaper alternative uh, in the long term. But it's a loan that's not really meant to be a long-term loan. Right. There's always got to be an exit strategy. Yep. And generally that is they've got cash flow from a, a business deal that will pay that loan off or they say, look, I'm going to sell the property within 6 to 12 months and that's how they will pay their short-term loan off. Okay, so it's really all about cash flow. It's all about cash flow because they're struggling. They're, they're not making ends meet, really. Mm. They, it's not to say that they're not successful. Yes. They are successful. It's just that... There's not enough money coming in. Well, that's it. <laughs> Their customers are struggling to get money as well. Yep. And it's just a vicious circle. And people are chasing money all the time. I always say they're robbing Paul to pay Peter. Yep. Or robbing Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> and, and I'm Peter. I'm the one that has the money. <laughs> yeah. Look, um, th- this is very interesting. Now, now, tell us something like what would happen now that the things are going so much higher? We've we got 4 or 5%. Uh, just food, mm. uh, everyday household food, uh, vegetables and, and groceries have gone up by 4 or 5%. And even this evening, I, I heard it on the news and last night and on the radio on the way here, I, I listened to the news on the car and they tell us how it's gone up already 4 or 5% just in the last three months and it's going to go up another 4 or 5% because of the petrol, because of the transport, interstate and local and distances mm. that you, people have to travel. And in Australia, between each capital city, it's quite a big difference, you know. So the country towns are, are having problems getting uh, right. supplies. Well, just recently, as yesterday, the Governor of the Reserve Bank made a statement to say that he is expecting interest rates to go up within the next uh, three to four months. Yep. He actually has made that statement. And when he speaks, people listen. Yep. And I guess that's starting to shake the foundations a little bit yep. because people are starting to say, wow... If uh, rates go up at least by half a percent this year, with whatever loan they've got, that's going to have a detrimental effect on their monthly repayments. Well, here in Australia and uh, in other countries, interest rates have have been so low and people could borrow quite a, a big amount of money and therefore the price of housing has gone up quite a lot. And because of the price of housing has gone up at the moment, it's almost impossible for a lot of new home buyers to get into the market. Yeah, the first time buyers yeah, are struggling. The first time buyers are really struggling to get into the market. And and that will happen everywhere else in the world. It's not just here in Australia. But the other thing which is important is those who have a home and a home loan, they're going to struggle quite dramatically if it just goes up by, you know, a half a percent sort of thing. But if it goes up one percent, then they're going to be in big trouble having to want to sell their homes. Yeah, I don't think it'll go up as quickly as people think. It will be very incremental. Yep. Because uh, any small interest rate has a, a very serious effect on the economy, mm-hmm. and people have to tighten their belts. They have to see where they can save, and I'm sure that the uh, the Reserve Bank and and the uh, the onflow of that by the banks mm-hmm. will affect people quite drastically. So they'll have to budget more. They'll have to see what they can save. And yeah. um, so I think rates will have to carefully be considered, hopefully yeah. not too much. Yeah, well, the thing is, I know that in Australia that the Reserve Bank have, have kept those rates down for over a year now. Or oh, longer, two years. longer than that. It's been yeah. like it hasn't gone up. And that's unusual for Australia because it usually goes up a little bit and it comes down, it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Mm. Well, we've kept them down all along. But now the pressure is on to raise it, even if it's just, you know, 
point of a percent or something or other, but it will definitely go up, and everybody's talking about how it will go up, but it'll have a pretty big effect. Yes, well, even the CEO of JP Morgan, he yep. made a statement yesterday saying that uh, he expects a global recession, so that's going to cause a lot of problems yep. as well. Yeah, I think I think that's the uh, situation. We'll, I'll come back and talk to you more about the interest rates and the sort of effect it will have, what sort of things you think. You know, because you've had 18 years' experience or more in finance and, you know, before that you, you worked for finance sure, companies. Sure, happy to do that. So what we need to do, we, we're just, not that we're trying to warn people, but, you know, you, you've got to have a contingency plan. Exactly, yeah. So if you knew, like what, what's the old saying is uh, warned is... Uh, if we've all got a crystal ball, we'd be <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if we could live life backwards, we'd know what was happening. But the, the situation is that... Any plan, any plan you put into place should have, like you said, an exit plan, should have a, a contingency, con, what's that word? Contingency. That's the one, contingency <laughs> plan. <laughs> i got my teeth in my mouth. <laughs> contingency plan. So we need to have uh, a, a, some way of getting out or some way of looking what else, if this happens, what else do we do, you know? They, they call it a SWOT analysis, you know, your That's strengths, right. your weaknesses, yep. and what, what can we do to get out of this situation. So let's take a break now and we'll come back and we'll talk about that. When you hear the name Bocelli Cafe, you think an Adelaide institution, a family restaurant that's been providing the finest Italian cuisine for almost two decades. Coffee of the highest quality and staff that treat you like family. Spacious, COVID-safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. Bocelli Cafe Restaurant, 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them, 8232 to book. Or follow Bocelli on Facebook and Instagram. Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home. And just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. Thankfully, our customers have always acted like Mighty South Aussies when shopping with us. Which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals and great food lives here. Foodland, the Mighty South Aussies. Hi, I'm Jamie Limura. I'm Lee Harrison. Join us every second Sunday night from 7pm on Negative Camber, the official motorsport show of Scuderia Ferrari Club Adelaide. Whether it's karting, supercars, MotoGP, Formula One, we talk all the latest news and results in the motorsport world. Negative Camber, every second Sunday from 7pm on Radio Italia 1, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia 1 Sito internet www.italia1.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening at Radio Italia Uno here in Adelaide every Monday from 2 till 3 and, of course, around the world on podcast. Thanks for Podcast City. Now, you know, please, like I keep saying every week, 
support the people that support us. You know, we, we have a really beautiful little radio station here. We've got a great podcast and got people listening all over the world. But we have a lot of um, people here in Adelaide or here in Australia that have products and services. And if you want to promote your product or service, please get in touch with me. Get in touch with us here at Radio Italia Uno and allow us to help you promote your services. And uh, we have some very, very loyal listeners, and I know we have some very loyal sponsors, so we want to put those sponsors and listeners together. So if you hear any ad on our uh, station, go in, talk to the people and say, hey, I heard your show on radio and I heard your product or I heard your services, that's why I'm here. And I know that they'll give you extra service with a better smile. So thank you for supporting everybody that supports us. But look... Um, our special guest today is Hedley Harding from uh, Yes Finance. Uh, Hedley's been in the finance business for a long, long, long time. He's run his own business, Yes Finance, for over 18 years. So he's really been there, done that. And I was just asking him, and even during the break, I, I spoke to him about if interest rates go up by, you know, 0. 0.1, 2, 3 uh, of a percent, let alone, you know, a whole half a percent or something like that. Hedley, tell us what your prediction is sort of thing or what as as a finance you know you've been there done that you've seen the ups and downs over the last 18 years yes well actually when I first started in finance uh, back in 2018 sorry I'll say that again 18 <laughs> years ago it feels like 2018 yeah. interest rates were actually up around the 16 17 percent yeah and that was extraordinary back then but they actually dropped considerably uh, over the years but look I really can't envisage what the rates will be. That wouldn't be proper of me to do that. But based on what I've seen over the last 18 years, the responsibility of the Reserve Bank would be one of cautious. Mm -hmm. They would have to be cautious uh, because they would know that their decision would put an extremely uh, heavy burden on households. So I wouldn't expect rates to go up a lot at all. Traditionally, they look at rates going up 0.25 of a percent. That would be kept at that for quite some time. They would then look to see what the economy is doing. And my guess is that um, rates would not increase that much beyond yep. that, not in, not, a, not in the short term anyway. Okay. I, I um, remember as well when I was a, a teenager and, um, and when I first bought my first house, I was in my 20s. And the interest rates went up and went up and then eventually they went up to about 18 19%. And I remember that. And a lot of people at that time could not afford to pay their mortgages and, and the price of houses readjusted. Now, just recently in the last you know three or four years, we've had price rises in Adelaide and across Australia, but in Adelaide where they've gone up very slowly, just in this last year or so, they've jumped dramatically you know, as much as $100,000 a year, two and $300,000 a year from one price to the next price. So it jumped a lot. Normally it took 10 years to grow that much. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, and just in the last few years, it's grown quite a lot. And I remember seeing it in the paper just recently and I was reading the real estate section, how much uh, different districts have gone up. That, in a way, surprised me that they've gone up so much so quickly. But the interest rates have been so low and it's made it easy for most people on a you know above average wage or an average wage to get a home loan. And then if you've got two incomes, like husband and wife both working, then you've got uh, easier to, to get the loan and also you could get a higher amount. Therefore, people went and bought a higher value home. But I feel that interest rates 
are going to go up and all of a sudden these people that are on a single income are going to find it very, very hard. And even people on a double income, they're going to have to readjust their finances and their spending will. and everything else. Yes, yes. Look, real estate's a, a very strange industry. It's all uh, supply and demand. Yes. With interest rates being low, people have actually felt that now's the time to go out and buy a house, and they've done that without it really considering the long-term effects. Although uh, when people get a home loan approved by the bank, one of the criteria that the bank uses is can the, the, the client or the customer afford that home loan for the duration of the loan? Technically, mm. that's 30 years. That doesn't take into consideration adjustment to the interest rate at all, mm. but that's just set on the day by the bank. Can you afford it? Yes, we can afford it. And therefore, they, they, they basically, they take on a loan, I believe, that is probably too much for them, but they take the chance. And uh, if interest rates do go up, and I do say if uh, in apostrophes because we don't know how much they will go up, I think people will have to make some pretty serious budget adjustments uh, in their own mm-hmm. household and um, hopefully they can manage through. But there are alternatives. If, for example, they're on a variable fixed rate or if they're on a, a fixed interest rate and it's about ready to expire, so it might be a two- or three-year term, they could consider refinancing to another lender on a fixed interest rate so that that would avoid the um, necessity of higher rates and they could perhaps afford it. Yep. Yeah, I think even the banks are advertising, come to us, you know, change, you know, we'll, the banks are actually canvassing for people to change their loans and they'll pay their, their cash out or not no fees or whatever for transferring. Yeah, well, even if you look on the internet now, some are saying, come to us and we'll give you $4,000. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll pay. They'll um, pay you, they'll pay the <laughs> losses that you would have incurred. Yes, that's, yes. that's what they're doing. So, but But what is really interesting is, that I have spoken to some people just last week, at the end of last week, and they were saying how they're going to sell their home and they're going to put the money aside and wait till the price of homes adjust. <laughs> and they think, for some reason, they think the price is going to drop because the interest rates are going to go up and there'll be a lot of mar- a lot of houses come back on the market. Um, and and I've said to them, like, from my experience, and I'm talking about my experience only, and you mm. can you can help me with this, people don't sell the house unless they really, really have to. And there's not that many houses that are forced to be sold. Therefore, I don't believe that prices have ever come down. Not in Adelaide. Maybe uh, in other states they've adjusted by 10 20% because they went way above what they was, should have been yeah. paid. What I have seen from people that I know, they've actually had a home on a fairly large block. It might be yep. a 1,000 square metre block. Yep. And the house could be you know anything from 50 to 70, 80 years of Old, actually, been there a long yeah. time. So I know of some people, what they've done is they've applied to the council for development approval to, to split that... Block. Uh, yeah, split yeah. the block, and they've actually rented another property whilst they were waiting for council development approval. Yep. So they get their old home knocked down, yep. they build uh, a home, a smaller home, yep. and then they sell the other block. Yep. And that actually uh, has benefited a lot of people that I know. That's another consideration that people can look at. Yes, I, I realise a lot of people in Adelaide are doing that and uh, around Australia and then, and they've got what they call hammerhead blocks and corner blocks and yep. you know, subdivisions. Sub, subdivisions. They're doing small subdivisions. <coughs> small subdivisions and that. Yeah, 
because they don't want to move out of the district, you know. No. They, they like the area. They, the kids are going to a school, the shops, their relatives, their friends are nearby. So rather than move to another district, they just get well, their home Well, that's right. And the house is already it. on the block of land. Yep. So they already own the land. Yes. All they're doing basically is subdividing. doing that subdivision, building their own home to live there, and then they, they sell, sell the, the house block. next door, which will pay off the mortgage. Exactly, yes. Okay. Yes. Look, we need to take a break, and we'll come straight back after this, but this is a, a very interesting point, how there are other alternatives, and by talking to you, you can help them to finance that period in between or whatever. Okay, we'll take a break. Thank you very much. How good is Mighty Joe's? They're brilliant. Mighty Joe's is the largest fruit market in South Australia. They handle all Italian small goods. And a family business. Yeah, that's right. Four decades. Joe and Francesco, they're proud to present fresh produce from local growers and local produce markets, passing massive savings on to you. And their service is so friendly. Tell me about the opening hours. Absolutely. They're open 7 until 7, Monday to Friday, and 7 until 5, Saturday and Sundays. And they have weekly bargains and specials, like nuts and fruit and veg, cold meats, pastas, and plenty more. And they've got a new shop. They certainly have. Mighty Joe's are now at 115 Findon Road, Woodville. Check their Facebook page, Mighty Joe's Fruit Market. I need some fruit and veg. I'm heading down right now. I'll come down with you. Yo. Ciao, Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone, delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone, Granito, Marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now. 8266-2280. Unique Stone. We won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo! Chiama adesso. Are you looking for an Italian restaurant that boasts cuisine inspired by the Amalfi Coast and the Campania region? Introducing Lombra Cantina Cucina and Pizzeria. Boasting classically trained Italian chefs recreating wonderful culinary memories of your last visit back home. Italian food that takes your breath away. Squid ink pasta allo scoglio. Spaghetti vongola. Napolitana pizza. This wonderful addition to Adelaide's flourishing Italian culture opens on Monday, March the 21st for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And Lombra can cater for all of your celebrations, christenings, birthdays, family gatherings and private functions. Enjoy the food, the wine and wonderful service and leave the rest to Davida and Fabio. Lombra Cantina Cucina and Pizzeria, 15 Charles Street, Westlakes. Email to book chow at lombra.com.au. That's C-I-A-O at lombra.com.au or call Davida 0417 It's an experience you will never forget. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, 
cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for supporting the people to support us. Please keep doing that because without our regular supporters, our sponsors, we wouldn't have a show. We wouldn't have a station. So thank you for listening to Radio Italia Uno every Monday with Happy Business Radio. And of course, podcasted around the world. Thank you to Ron and Podcast City. Of course, I've got to mention Karen as well, because without Podcast City, wouldn't be anything without Karen. <laughs> uh, she does all the administration and you'll see her on uh, her podcast, Podcast City. And you can see all the other podcasts and all the other people that they help. And it's interesting when you look at how a podcast has grown and grown their business, has been growing and growing and growing during COVID, where so many other businesses are failing or closing down or, or struggling to even get a, a continuous grip, th- their business here is growing and growing and growing and everybody now is getting onto podcast. and thanks to Ron and Karen for making it so easy. So if you're here in Adelaide and you want to do a podcast, please get in touch with them. If you're anywhere in Australia and you want to do a podcast, get in touch with them. And for that matter, anywhere in the world, we, we do do podcasts and we do Zoom calls and stuff like that. So I, I know they can help you from wherever you are. So my special guest today is Hedley Harding. And we're talking to Hedley Harding, which is Yes Finance. Just a simple name. Yes Finance. I love it. Thanks for the compliment, so, <laughs> You know, it, it, finance is, is a very complicated thing. And unfortunately, that's where people get really stuck. And I know that a lot of the businesses that I've been coaching and counselling or uh, they've asked me to go in and see them and help them with their businesses, a lot of them are having financial problems. And like we, would, we started at the top of the show, it's about cash flow. It's, it's about where can the money come from now? One of my clients just three days ago that I was talking to and for the last couple of months I've been helping him with their finances and with some of their cash flow and their problems with work, they've, they've got staff that are not showing up to work because of the COVID. And, you know, when you've got a, a business which employs 30, 40, 50 people and, and all of a sudden half of them are away because of COVID, you, you can't keep the business going. You know, if you've got a staff of four or five, it's sort of different. You know, you could have three people run the business. If you've got, you know, half the people there, you can still run a business. But when you've got a business which employs 50 people and half of those are away, that means you can't do the work because sometimes you need more than 10 people to keep the business running. You need 20 or 30 people just to hang on to what's happening, you know, and the progress. And and finance is the same. And this is the big problem, the cash flow that we started with, and that's where you can help them. Yes, of course. Look, one of the benefits of dealing with myself at Yes Finance, I'm the man. So there's nobody else. There's no one else that uh, gets palmed off to a customer. They come to me and I actually listen to what they say and they know that they can pick up the phone 
and it's me that answers the phone. There's nobody else. So the relationship from the very beginning, from that one phone call, mm-hmm. is me and the client. Yes. And I get a lot of repeat clients. Over the years, I've had the same people coming back. They make recommendations to their friends um, because I don't talk a load of baloney. I just talk like I'm just their friend. Yeah. And they feel very comfortable with that. And a lot of times they they pour their heart out. They say, gee, I don't know, what am I going to do? The business was going really well. They work their insides out. And a lot of them have been there a long time. And they say, what am I going to do now? I've, got, I've worked so hard and I've got nothing really to show for it now. They do have in terms of assets. But the long term, what are they going to do? Yes. So I try to help them as best I, I can. I, I have a, um, a philosophy that I don't throw them into a loan that's going to make their situation worse. That's the, that's the big problem. A lot of bigger mortgage brokers or the firms in Australia, they, they do a lot of what they call churning. They churn customers over. They ring customers up. Oh, how's your loan going? Oh, maybe we can refinance. I, I generally feel that if I'm getting a loan for someone, mm-hmm. it suits them for the long term. Yes. And they come back and say, you know what? Uh, I'm glad you didn't try and sell us something we didn't want. Yes. Um, I think that's important because, like you said, you, you, your referrals are so important to you and you, that that's the whole lifeblood of your business. If you've, if you've got somebody who can refer you, I mean, you know, nowadays they, they call that the, the, the effect of, uh, you know, one, you do the work once and you get paid for a long, long, long time because you've looked after the client and they do the work for you by recruiting New That's right, for yeah. You. Just for your listeners, I haven't been a finance broker since I left school. I've been a person with a lot of life experience and I understand what it's like to be in business because I've had, uh, in the past, I've been a person on the land, yep. I've worked on the family property, I've had clothing businesses and surprisingly to a lot of people when I tell them, I actually owned and operated a fruit and vegetable business and that was for seven years and when I was very young. Yeah. So... I can actually identify with people what it's like to be in business. In business, that's um, right. I don't come from a banking background. Yep. And a lot of the young ones in the banking industry now, and I'm not trying to insult them at all, but they don't have a grasp on what it's like to be in business because business is up and down. And they've but, never run their own business. No, they haven't. That's the difference. When you're working for somebody else, you can manage your business, but it's not yours. You're not making all the decisions mm. that if the money doesn't come in, it doesn't that's matter. Right. You don't have the sleepless nights. You know? That's right, yeah. You know, like it reminds me of a joke that they're, they're, this guy's tossing and turning and saying, oh, look, I don't know what to do, how to make the payments this month. You know, last month we only just made it and we're already a month behind <coughs> and whatever. And he's tossing and turning and every night this goes on. And then, then his wife gets up at like 3 o'clock in the morning and says, will you just... Just stop it. He said, I can't. He said, well, well, isn't Ken your bank manager? He said, yeah, well, he's just up the road. He said, so she rings him up at three o'clock in the morning and, and he picks up the phone and says, yes. He says, Ken, yes, it's Dorothy here. He says, Dorothy, what, what's wrong? It's three o'clock in the morning. How can I help you? He said, listen, John won't be able to pay his payment this month. Good night. <laughs> and puts the phone down. He says, now you shut up and go to sleep. Let Ken worry about it. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's it can be that simple sometimes. It is, yeah. But but you know, people do have uh, things. So we're talking about opportunities and what can be done. So what you know, we've got a few minutes left. What mm. what are some of the things that we can do? Can, that, you know, you think that can be done? Well, I think what we can do is talk to the clients if they wish to um, give me a call and discuss what their concerns are. It isn't necessarily that they can't afford their loan. Sometimes what it is that 
I can get them into a loan that might be longer than the loan that they've already got. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, some some people take a loan out just for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You can actually do loans now for up to 40 years. Right. Uh, and that actually reduces their monthly payment. Obviously, that depends on the age of the applicant. But generally speaking, you look at how you can perhaps look at refinancing to a longer term, that and can that actually reduces, help. that will reduce the payments. It reduces the payment yep. as long as it's, uh, it suits them, yes. really. It, you don't always want to refinance. You might be able to say, look, I can get you perhaps a, a cash flow loan, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if they say, look, we've got a big contract finishing mm-hmm. and we're going to get a lot of money from that contract when it, uh, when yep. it comes in. At the end of the season, like people who've got uh, crops or stuff like that, they exactly. paid out for yep. that, yep. or a project that they're doing, a development that's right. that will be paid and sold. Well, that's right. Um, as a matter enough. of fact, yesterday, I'll tell yeah. you how quickly this worked. I had a client ring me up, and this is exactly what happened. I'm not making any stories yep. up here. I had a customer ring me. She owns a hairdressing salon. And she said, look, I've got a, a new business that I've bought, and I really need to buy stock. She does hair extensions. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's amazing, hair extensions. And so she said, I bought this business, but the guy who owned it before me actually cannibalised the business and he sold everything. I never had any stock. Mm-hmm. So she said, this was 11 o'clock yesterday. Yep. At, at 4 o'clock, same day, yep. she had $15,000 paid into her bank from a cash flow lender. Yep. And that was all very quick. And she thought, wow, that's amazing. Within six hours, she had her money, mm-hmm. and she thought, "I never thought I'd be able to get that money so quickly." Yep. Well, that's that's a, a, the other thing about talking to the right people at the right time, you know, and and knowing who to talk to. This is what I keep saying all the time. You know, if you're out there and you need help, get a consultant, talk to somebody, talk to the right people, ask somebody who knows. And if you need help, give me a call because if I can't help you, I'll know who can. You know, like I just said earlier today, I was speaking to somebody about that very reason. I've suggested a couple of different people that that person could talk to. And straight away, I made a couple of calls while we were with them and I organised a meeting for them early next week to talk to somebody else who can help them and take them to the next level of their development. And that's what finance is all about. That's what Yes Finance can do for you. We're going to take a break and we'll come back straight after these messages. At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with a Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, proprietary limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. 
You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. Hi, I'm David Heath. Join me each Saturday afternoon from 2pm until 5pm with Saturday Sports Scoreboard. No matter what your sports passion, we'll be covering it during our three hours together. I'll be crossing to various sporting events, we'll chat with your favourite sports stars and we'll take your calls. Every Saturday afternoon, 2 until 5, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for staying with us on Radio Italia Uno every Monday from 2 till 3 and, of course, on Podcast City and we are podcasted around the world. So if you're listening to this and even though it doesn't matter what country you're in because it still applies, we're talking about what's happening here in Australia, we're talking about what's happening in Adelaide, but... Um, you know, this happens in every country. If you've got a loan and interest rates go up by a very small percent, you're going to be affected. And there are lots of ways of getting advice. Now, we're saying, obviously, you know, get in touch with me. I can help you. I can put you on to Headley from Yes Finance. doesn't matter where you are in Australia. He can help you. And, of course, it doesn't matter where you are in the world because talk to the people who can help you? Ask the right questions. Get to people. And if you I, look, if you're like me, I, when I go somewhere, I don't even know what questions to ask. Honestly, I, I'm just so I don't know what to ask. So I just ask a lot of questions, or I bring somebody with me who who I say, "What do I need to know?" You know, when I go there, I go to a doctor. I never know what to ask a doctor. They're supposed to tell me what's wrong with me. You know, and then they ask me all these questions, and then I give them an answer. And that's what happens with real estate. That's what happens with finance. That's what happens with everything. You know, just talk to somebody who knows and ask them the questions. But make sure you have contingency plans. Make sure you have plans that when you've got loans, say, what if this happens? What if that happens? What do I do next? And that's why talking to somebody like Headley um, or somebody from a finance company, say, Headley, you know, if I take out a loan and whether you've got a business loan or a home loan, or any other loan, what are some of the contingencies that they should be looking at? Uh, well, first of all, they have to look at affordability. That's the first thing. Yep. Do they really want the loan? Yep. Is there other alternatives to just refinancing? Those are considerations. 
when you say contingencies, Peter, there's a multitude of them. They have to look at, is the business going to fluctuate too much? Mm-hmm. Can I look at extending the loan that I've already got? There are such a lot of different variables in business. Or change from who you have it with to somebody you else. You can certainly look at the refinancing or you can you can stay where you are and perhaps uh, even arrange a second mortgage. Yes. Uh, that's something that we can do as well. Second mortgages are something a lot of people don't consider. Yep. So they, um, they can look at that. But uh, the, the problem with a second mortgage is the extra strategy needs to be considered as well. Mm-hmm. And that is that the, uh, the customer has to say to themselves, well, in six-month time or 12-month time, the business is going to get a large contract that's going to have a customer that pays us back a lot of money uh, yep. and they can pay that loan off yep. uh, so they can get rid of the second mortgage. So there, there are lots of things that we can do to help people. Yeah, because this is a problem that I've had with sev- in the past. I mean, not now, because I didn't know about a, a lot of this stuff, you know, and so I've had to learn a lot of stuff. But I, I've also always passed them on to somebody that can help them. This mm. is what I've always done, and that, you know, if I can't help you, I'll find somebody who can, and then I'll ask all the people that I know, what do we do about this, what do, how, how do we do that? And people said to me, oh, I had no choice. And I uh, said, but did you think of this or this or this or this? And I bring up five different things and, you know, four or five straight away. And they say, no, I never thought of that. And I said, well, who did you speak to? Oh, my accountant. He wound up the company. Or my solicitor suggested that I get out of the office or, you know, sell the building. Exactly. And I thought that was the mm. worst decision. Yeah, actually, um, I'm glad you mentioned that, Peter, because another alternative, as you say, contingency, some companies have got a lot of assets yeah. that is freehold. For example, plant and equipment, mm-hmm. cars that are paid off, trucks that are paid off, tractors that are paid off. Mm-hmm. We can use the equity in that equipment yep. to get them cash. Yes. And that can be a five-year loan even, and they can use that asset to borrow money. Yeah, well, a few years ago, I met this chap who at a seminar I was at, and he was saying how he'd, he'd just gone bankrupt, but he didn't want to declare bankrupt. He was paying his way out of the bankruptcy, and he only had another six months to pay. It took him seven years or something or other to pay himself out of bankruptcy. He didn't want to declare bankruptcy. And he said, I had no choice. And I said, well, what happened? He had a, a, a business that his father had bought, a building, and he had the, the factory and a big office block next to it. And he ended up selling the factory and the office block to pay off some of the debts. And he could have done, like you said, refinanced it. He, it there were about four or five other things that I mentioned to him, and he said he still hadn't learned about right. those it's things. It's important that when the customer comes to me, I look at the equity that they've got in assets, mm-hmm. buildings, plant and equipment, anything like that. We can usually put that up as security to get them a cash loan with another lender. Yep, it's so it's very very important to to make sure that if you talk to a finance broker that knows what they're talking about, and if you're talking to some finance broker and he says no, we can't get you this loan or you can't get this loan, that doesn't mean that somebody else can't get it for you. This is so important to understand that if you're in business. You've got to be in business and make sure unless you're doing something really, really bad, then you don't deserve to be in business. And I'm not going to pull any punches. You don't deserve to be in business if you're not running the business properly. you know. And if you're doing something and you're not doing it right, get somebody to, to help you do it right or get hell out of there. Get out of it because you're making it worse for everybody else. It's as simple as that. If you're selling cars and you're not doing the right thing, you shouldn't be selling cars. If you're selling furniture and you're not doing the right thing, you shouldn't be doing that. If you've got a, a restaurant and you're not treating your customers right, you shouldn't be doing that. Simple as that, you know. I don't pull any punches with people. I tell them exactly as it is. But more importantly, 
Look at what you can do to improve it. Look at how can I make this better? What's the best way to fix this right now? And there's so many people that can help you. And if you're in a financial pickle, don't just give up. Talk to more than one bank. Talk to more than one person. And like Headley said, talk to non-banking finance people because they can arrange a loan. Sometimes you might have to pay a bit more, like a half a percent more, even 1% more, and even 2% more. But if it's over a longer period of time or a short-term loan where you can get out of finance, that's what it's all about. Certainly is, Peter. That's good advice. Yep. So, you know, please make sure that you keep your business going, stay happy, and thank you very much for listening. And if you have any questions, any messages at all, send them to me through email, Facebook, or um, whatever. And I look forward to hearing from you again. And until next time, thank you very much. Thanks to Ron and Karen from Podcast City. And thank you so much, Headley, for coming in. It's a pleasure, Peter. You, you Always nice us... to catch up with an old friend. Yeah, and not so old, thank you. Oh, young friend. <laughs> thank you very much, guys. Enjoy, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. 